welcome to A Quiet Life. It is so awesome to be here with you today. My name is Ruth and I am your host, as always, enjoying your company and I hope you're enjoying mine. Oh my goodness, today's podcast is one of those ones where the time travel of podcasting land is going to be throwing me off and throwing you off, I hope, not too much. But Okay, so I'm recording this part of the podcast and the bit that comes after the interview with Scotty on Monday the 11th of September. But I recorded with Scotty on Thursday the 31st of August. And in between those two dates, my sister came from LA to visit. So she arrived on the Friday and she just left us uh, yesterday. So (laughs) we've had this Mad, fun, excellent, great, wonderful family visiting time um, in the intervening time. And there was no way that I was going to try and record the podcast in that intervening time. Uh, And what I talked to Scotty about and what I'm talking to you about is how we approach these really busy times when we know they're coming and how to approach them in a good way that doesn't make you exhausted before you already start. However, I have to say I'm a little bit tired now that it's at an end <laughs> and it's not really at an end for me because um, I've got more stuff coming up. So let me tell you a few things because uh, if you listen to me, you might be interested in these few things that are coming up. Um, so I found out today that I am a finalist for the Pilgrim Artist Festival. So they're uh, an art festival that runs in Huonville and at the hub uh, and at at something called Rebusia. I need to look that up. So you can go down to, if you're in Tasmania, and I know that many of you aren't, <laughs> you can head down to Huonville next weekend, which is the 15th to the 18th, and you'll find a little uh, piece of writing by me um, called The Knitting Nana on the wall. And obviously it's not as boring as it sounds, because if it was that boring, <laughs> it wouldn't have made it as a finalist, unless they only had three entries, but I'm pretty sure we, we're doing all right. So, um, that's, yeah, that my piece will be up on the wall and you can vote for it for the People's Choice Award. And that would be very cool if you could do that. So that's something that I just found out today that's very exciting that I prepared for a while back. But yeah, it's very, very cool. And another thing that's coming up that I'm very excited about from my writing point of view is that I am taking my books down to the Terra Australis Festival panel weekend, which is happening at the end of October. And if you want to know more about Terra Australis Festival, which is a festival about crime writing and and whatever. It's a literary festival. Again, down the Huon, a bit further down this time, but you can go to Terra, as in scary, Terra, T-E-R-R-O-R, australisfestival.com and get all the details there. But Anne Cleves is coming, you know, who wrote Vera. I mean, I'm so excited and I'm getting to uh, sell my little uh, crime books down there too. Um, so we had a meeting about that this weekend, about all the setup and what to put on the table and how, you know, when we have to be there by and whether we can go sneak into the panel sessions and <laughs> all very exciting. So that's coming up. Um, but yeah, so that's that's something else that's really exciting that's coming up for me. And another thing that's happening um, that if you listen right as this podcast comes out, you're going to take be able to take part in if you want to, is that I'm preaching. So I'm um, preaching at Edge Anglican and I preached last Sunday and I'm preaching again this Sunday on the subject of prayer. And so that's a really nice opportunity that I've got that doesn't come up very often that I'm excited about. So all of that, uh, plus my sister coming to visit, plus, oh my goodness, so editing work out the wazoo, it's been incredible. So last Monday, I spent the whole day editing a 20,000 word chemistry paper. 
It was mad, but it was great because I love chemistry. And I just put on my hyper-focus hat and just went for it and spent about nine hours reading all those words. And we got there. And it was good. It was good. So, yeah, there are many good things happening. It's a little bit crazy, but in just, just such a fantastic way. And when I was talking to Scotty 10 days ago, uh, I knew all this stuff was coming up in the future and I was really looking at it seriously thinking, how am I going to do this? And so I had a bit of a chat to Scotty about it So, and I'll unpack it more afterwards. Good morning, this is Hog 26.5 and Ruth Amos is with us again for Life Hacks. Good morning. Good morning, Scotty. How you doing? I'm pretty good. That's good. <laughs> You've been busy by the... By- yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, when I'm talking to you, it's always about stuff that I'm sorting through for myself. <laughs> when you say, we can talk about being busy, I'm like, oh, so you've been busy then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, oh, well, I'm just coming into, so today is amazing. I have you, and then I go and do some workshops in Ross, and then I come back and finish off my wow. course, and then tomorrow my sister arrives from LA, hooray, hooray, oh, so and then good. we have family stuff all weekend. So, it's... I've known that this busy time has been coming up, and I was thinking last week, what am I going to talk to Scotty about? I thought, oh, yeah, it's about planning for the future but living in the present because I think sometimes when we know we've got these hugely busy times coming up we start feeling preemptively tired because yeah. <laughs> it's like oh I just I just I'm going to be so tired I'm so I'm going to be so busy I'm going to be so tired we start feeling tired beforehand which doesn't help with the busy times so yeah like absolutely I've had things I've had to prepare and print out and, you know, think about what I'm going to say and all that kind of stuff. Planning, really important, but living where I am now in the quieter time beforehand rather than living, and I think living in the present is also called worry, and that's the thing that, <laughs> that Jesus had something like, to say about that, he didn't did he? He have something to yeah. say about that, yeah. yeah. And I've found too, if I know there's a busy time coming up, then I then I start going oh, okay well, I can't plan anything else after that because I you know and so then I basically make my life completely like quiet for a period of time because I'm like I know this busy time's coming up but then I'm like I should really be doing something but, <laughs> so you can kind of almost go the opposite way and and almost say my life stops after that yeah yeah and of of course I've booked in some recovery time and things like that that's always really important but yeah it's um you you don't you you're often not as busy uh, not as tired as you think during those busy times it, it like it. When you're actually living them, and, and if you're worried about them beforehand, you're just like, oh, this is going to be, I'm going to be so tired, I'm going to be whatever. Then when you actually do them, some of the joy of it is sucked out because yeah. you're worried about how tired you're going to be or how you're not going to cope. And yeah, it's like if you're living in the present, if you're living in the now where you are, then you often have all that you need to cope with the moment as it happens. It's just if you're already living in the future, that's when you don't have what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when it's so busy, like I remember we had five children, seven and under, you know, like when, when, when we were there and, and life was just crazy all the time. But we almost didn't recognise it until we looked back and we're like, that was pretty crazy. Like, you know, like, and I was constantly tired, but... But now I look back, I'm like, I'd do that all again, you know, because those busy times can actually be great times too, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. They can be the real fun times. Yeah. 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 So, so 
enjoy them while they're happening. Enjoy the, yeah, the different seasons or the different rhythms that you have that, that happen. Yeah, have fun in it. Enjoy it. So, yeah, like, yeah, if anyone knows that they've got a busy time coming up, I'm very happy for you to plan and prepare and whatever. But don't live there. Live where you are now. Enjoy what you're doing now. And then when you go through the busy times, as you say, just enjoy the fun of it, the, the joy of it the blessing that it is to be in that whatever's happening in your life. Take and little opportunities to find some rest every now and then. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, so I've, I've packed my gym stuff in the car today just in case there should happen to be a time where I can just stop and go for a walk or do something more physical and less brain. But it may not happen, but I'm ready for the opportunity to, to rest or to move my body um, if it should happen. So, yes, absolutely. But keep an eye out for those little times <laughs> where you can say, right, resting now. But... Yeah, but don't worry about it because worrying's just not going to... No, doesn't help anything. What did Jesus say? Yep. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow can worry about itself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks and enjoy your day and your trip up to Ross today as well. Thank you. It'll be great. <laughs> Ruth Amos. So my trip up to Ross was great. It was a fantastic day. We really um, had some good discussions and it was really enjoyable. Um, And then I came back from there and uh, sort of sat down and had a bite to eat and then went out and finished off the Boots at Fit course that I'd been running for the six weeks. And um, believe it or not, that feels like a long time ago now, but it was great. And uh, I was really thrilled actually at the end of the Boots at Fit course um, the people who had made changes in their life to follow what uh, they feel they're being called to do or feel their um, it's their delight and their joy to do that serve other people. And so, yeah, I'm excited about that and I'm hoping to run more of those in the future. So if you're interested, please let me know. Write to me, ruth at ruthamos.com.au because I'd love to chat to people about that. Um, yeah, so that was a really big day. <laughs> And the next day I did do quite a bit of staring at the wall because I needed to recover and then picked up my sister from the airport and then we we went straight into family get-togethers and lunches and dinners and seeing her give talks and um, all the fun. I mean, it was a really good week. Um, Yeah, so Ross feels like a long time ago now, except that I haven't, the things that I said I'd do at the workshops for people I haven't done yet, Uh, but I will. I will, hopefully today or tomorrow, but it's good. It's good. So yeah, I mean, life is like that. It has some busy times and some less busy times. And uh, yeah, right at the moment for me, I'm right in the middle of a super busy time. But as I was preparing for it, I thought it's really tempting, as I said to Scotty, it's really tempting to just live in it, to ruminate on it to turn it over in your mind to think oh how am I going to cope with that day I'm going to be so tired and what am I going to do and and it is very different from planning because for taking the Ross day as an example I knew that I had uh, a morning appointment a daytime appointment that took up the whole day and then an evening appointment and I knew I could push through and do it uh, with the help of caffeine, that amazing mood-altering drug. Uh, <laughs> but I could, I could. I could do it and I would have fun doing it and I would enjoy being with the people. But then I thought, right, okay, on Friday I'm not going to try and make myself do anything really until it was time to pick up my sister from the airport. I was just going to chill because I knew that I would be tired, that my brain would be tired, that relating to people all that time f- for me as an introvert would be tiring. 
So yeah, knowing all that, that's fine. Knowing it and saying, right, I'm going to put a plan in to do not very much here, or I'm going to yeah, find a rest spot here um, and not continuing to load myself up with things to the absolute limit, but making sure there were little spaces in between other things. That's that's all good. That's all really important. The thing that's not good is spending the three nights beforehand lying awake in bed thinking, oh, I'm going to be so tired on Thursday. I'm just going to be so tired on Thursday. I don't know how I'm going to get through Thursday. I hope that I, you know, don't run the car off the road. I'm going to be so tired. That's not helpful. And that's worry. And the thing is that the for us, as we go through life, those two things look can look, can look very similar. Worry and planning can look like the same thing. And so I guess one of the questions is, um, how do you, <laughs> how do you know whether you're worrying or planning? And I think that, um, one of the things about worry is that it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. You're just turning it over and over and over in your head and it's in the front of your mind and it's exhausting and it's tiring. Whereas with planning, you go, okay, well, I need to plan and you head to your calendar and you block out times for rest or you do, um, serious thinking about things and you might turn down some opportunities and say, no, I can't do this and that. So there is a, there is a difference between taking the time to schedule in the prep time for what you're doing, schedule in the rest time for what you're doing and, and then think about what you're doing and making sure you're doing it to the best of your ability. And that sitting there thinking, just living in it, trying to turn the day over in your head and, and, and living in it, um, ahead of time. Uh, you know, rehearsing all those conversations that you're going to have with people, those, those rehearsed conversations, that, you know, when you're in the shower and you think, oh, I bet so-and-so is going to say such and such, and then I'm going to say to them this, and then they'll say that, and then I'm going to come back with, mm, what am I going to come back with? Oh, yes, I'll come back with this. And do any of those conversations happen? No, because the other person that you're talking to never follows the script. Why don't they follow the script? Haven't they been in your head? No, they haven't. And so those sort of things, just not helpful and just exhausting. I think when you're worrying, when you're bringing those things into the front of your head, um, you, what you're doing is stopping your subconscious from doing the creative work of making different kinds of connections, different creative connections that are going to actually help you out in the situation and um, you're stopping your subconscious from doing that because you're bringing it into your conscious mind and you're thinking about it yourself but when we think about it ourselves we often go down the same track over and over again the same rut in our heads you know push it down the same way whereas our subconscious can make different creative sideways connections and and think of things differently connect two things together differently and then um, if you let your subconscious do that uh, at some point, this new creative solution to whatever the issue is can pop into your head and you can go, oh, wow, that was that was different. Um, and that's amazing. It works. But if you're worrying, you're damping down that subconscious process because you're keeping everything in your conscious mind. And I want to, I have a, I have an example of this, I think, I think. I mean, you know, I'm not a trained psychologist, right? But this is just from my own experience. But um, I, so I preached at church on Sunday and um, I was a little bit anxious about it, I guess. I, I don't want to, I wasn't blasé about it, uh, but I did sleep well Saturday night and that was fantastic and whatever. But I woke up 
on time Sunday morning. We had to go, um, we had to travel from Kingston to Claremont for the 8am service. So I was aware, aware that we needed to wake up early. We'd set an alarm and everything was fine. But I woke up 10 minutes before the alarm because I'd had this dream. And in my dream, uh, one of the things that had happened in my dream was that I'd left my iPad at home. I'd gone to, you know, it was like... The minister said, okay, and now Ruthie's coming up to preach a sermon. And I'd looked around myself and gone, where's the iPad? I don't have it. That was my dream. <laughs> it wasn't reality. It was my dream. Um, so, you know, in, in, in some ways, it's my brain saying, whoa, this big thing's coming up. In some ways, it's my brain saying, don't forget to take your iPad, which was already securely packed in my bag, ready to go. But what happened in my dream was that I got up and I started preaching the sermon and The dream was not as scary as I thought it would be because I realized that I did remember, like had memorized the first couple of pages of my sermon. And that was something Saturday night when I was going to bed, I was like, gosh, I don't think I've rehearsed this enough. And I don't think I remember what the first few pages are. I think that's going to be really rough going. And then when I actually had this dream, my brain told me, yeah, you know, you know exactly what you're preaching in those first couple of pages. I was talking about, uh, meeting up with King Charles and what sort of things you do need to do when you meet up with him. Bow your head if you're a man or curtsy if you're a woman. Um, I was talking about the movie, The King's Speech, and then I was moving that into um, how we pray. So there you go. That was that was the first couple of pages and I remembered, I knew, I remembered in the dream that I could just do it even without having my notes in front of me. And so instead of scaring me, <laughs> my subconscious gave me a dream that actually encouraged me that I could do this thing and, and it would go well. It did go well. It was good. So we don't want to buy our worry, tamp down our subconscious and stop it from doing those things and giving us the um, the help that our brain can give in making all those weird connections. I think uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was Scotty was talking about stopping uh, beforehand and before you have an appointment. And I know that this is something particularly I've seen on online, that this is something that people with ADHD struggle with. If you have an appointment at three o'clock in the afternoon, you find that you can't do anything up until that time. And I don't know what the solution is if you have ADHD, um, but I know for me, I need to make sure I'm prepared for that thing, have everything in place that I can, that I possibly can, things written down, things packed, things whatever, and then I have to set an alarm so that I know that I'll be told by something that this thing is happening. So I I don't want to have 10 past 3 suddenly remember that the time's gone past. I don't want to be worried about that. But just set an alarm, it'll go off, and then say, right, uh, okay, that's, that's that, and then sort of pretend that the thing doesn't happen. Once I know I'm prepared for it, once I know I'm going to be reminded that it's going to happen, then I can almost pretend it's not happening and get on with the rest of the day in the meantime. So um, I don't know if that's helpful to you, but that's that's a strategy that I take that, that stops me from doing that complete stop before something's happening. That complete, right, I can't do anything until that happens at that time because, um, I don't know, I'm worried that I'll forget or I'm worried that I won't be prepared. And I, yeah, I want to make the point too that... Um, Busy times can be great times, like we talked about with Scotty. I think uh, one of the things that we talked about in Ross actually was we were talking about the difference between work and rest because one of my big things, if you've been listening any length of time, you will know, is to have a day of rest uh, once a week where you don't do any work. And for me, last week, because Saturday was full, my day of rest was Thursday. It's not what I try to do, but that's what I do, uh, did last week. But to have a day of rest and a day of work 
one of the things you need to figure out is what is rest and what is work. And when you're like me and you work from home and you do fun things like podcasts and writing books and things like that, it's it's really something you have to sit down and really nut out. Like if I'm having a day of rest, what does that look like? What's rest and what's work? And we were having this discussion about this in Ross because I encourage people to write down their work things and their rest things. And we're having quite a, quite a discussion about what is work, what is rest. And one of the um, attendants there said, well, you know, but it's starting to sound like work is just the drudge stuff that you don't want to do and rest is the fun stuff. And what what he said, well, you know, like I was talking to chaplains, he's like, if you don't like coming to work, if you don't want to do the work, if it's just drudgery, I don't want you working for me because I don't want you to, I don't want you to come to work with that attitude. And I need to be really aware of that because my thing is, is you know one of my top values is peace one of the things i'm thinking about is resting more can people rest more can people uh stop being so busy all the time stop tying themselves in knots but trying to do more and more and more that i can start to think of all work is drudgery and rest is the fun stuff but of course busy times aren't necessarily drudge times <laughs> And for me, this past week hasn't been. It's been a lot of fun. Family get-togethers and lunches with people I love and dinners with people I love. I've had a great time. It's been fun. It's been busy, but it's been good fun. And so I don't want you to be scared when you look at these busy times in your life thinking, oh, it's just busy, 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 drudge, 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 because I don't think that's truth. I think that there's a lot of fun and satisfaction to be had in work. Sometimes it's just satisfaction and not fun. Sometimes it's neither. But sometimes it's fun and satisfying to have a busy time and to get in there and to do it to the best of your ability and to get it done and enjoy it. Let's not forget that these busy times can be really fun times and that we should revel in them and enjoy them with every bit that we have. And I think if you've spent uh, weeks beforehand dreading how tired you're going to be and living in the future, living in the busy time thinking this is, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this and I'm going to be so tired and how am I going to cope? And I mean, I know it's all good stuff, but it's just going to be too tiring and too busy and too hard work. And I just don't know how I'm going to see when you get to the actual busy time, you've got those thoughts, um, those neural pathways, if you like, made in your brain. You've got those ruts. And so instead of enjoying the fun that you're having in your busy time, your brain's going to go back to that rut of, oh, this is a difficult time. This is a painful time. This is a, a busy, busy, busy time. And I'm so tired, even if you're not. <laughs> and so if we can prepare our brains to enjoy the busy times rather than, um, rather than worrying about them, um, then we're going to have a better time all round. So what am I saying? I feel like it's been a bit of a rambly one today, but that may be because I'm a little bit tired because I've just had a really busy time. I still think I have stuff worth saying. I, I just think if you're heading towards a busy time in your life, prepare for it, plan for it, schedule in rest times around it, and then not worry about it. Live in the present. Live in the day that you're in. Enjoy what you've got right in front of you on your plate right now. Live there. Because we only actually can live in the present. It's only the present moment that we're given. C.S. Lewis is very strong on this and I just I just love it that he he's drawn our attention to it. Is that today, right now, that's all we have. And so if we're living in the past, um it's not it's not good. Um, remembering is nice, but dwelling in or ruminating over whatever the past, no. And if we're living in the present, worrying about it 
planning it, pretending that we're there and thinking about how tired we must be feeling, not good. We need to live now. We need to live today. Enjoy each day that we're given. Attack each day that we're given. Uh, And yes, plan for the future, but don't worry about the future. And if we can live in today, then my experience, even in the past week, is that the busy times are easier because we, we haven't um, mess them up by worrying about them beforehand and yeah and then you make sure that you have rest time scheduled in and then you just go for it living in the living in the present I know that we need to be careful because it's very easy to keep going with the busy times and keep keep uh, keeping on being busier and busier and uh, it's called busy creep I think and, and not Um, have those rest times and I think we should have rhythms where life gets busy for a time and then it settles down for a time and then it gets busy for a time and then it settles down for a time I've had quite a settled down time and ah, it's so good because in that time when I didn't have a lot of editing work and I didn't have a lot of appointments and I didn't have a lot of um, people that I needed to see or whatever um, I spent a lot of that time writing my boots that fit book and the Boots of Fit course. And there were some things that I did that I thought, oh, I prepared that for a particular happening and it didn't happen. Like I prepared an outline of each week of the course to put on our church website when I was running the course there and then it didn't get put up. And I thought, oh, did I waste that? No, I didn't waste that. Because then when I thought I need to make a brochure, I already had the words for the brochure and I could put it together really quickly and easily. So using the non-busy times to prepare for whatever's happening in the future is great I'm sorry about the gardener that's just come and started gardening in the background and I hope um, that doesn't disturb you too much I'm nearly at the end we'll just keep going now at this point but yeah but living in the present living in each day that you're in just attacking the time as it comes and um, and trusting God that you're gonna get through fine is the thing to do and Definitely a much more restful way to live your life. Plan for the future. Give thanks for the past. Live in the present. That's what I want to say today. So if you've got any thoughts on this or you want to chat to me about it, I would love to hear from you. You can write to me, ruth at ruthamos.com.au. You can find me on Facebook at Ruth Amos Author. You can send me an X tweet me (laughs) at a quiet life blog and i would love you to sign up to my newsletter which gives you the links to the blog and podcast every week and a little bit more information about how my life is going and yeah if you're in southern tasmania i'd love to see you at the pilgrim artist festival this weekend come down and vote for me that would be cool and i will chat to you again soon